1: Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. A report type of Friday kind of set the tone for the marketplace today as we talk with Darren Fessler with Lakefront Futures. And Darren, as we look at it, we saw 17.5 lower on the corn market. It was lower really all the way across these grain complexes. No surprise as they react to the numbers released during the 11 o'clock hour from the USDA.
0: Yeah, I mean the the corn, the corn acres came in above estimates at at ninety two point eight. Beans came in at eighty four point six, and overall wheat all wheat came in at forty five point eight. You know, it's you know we were trending lower into the report on a lot of this stuff, and I think when when really the the quarterly stocks came out, it really kind of sent this thing lower. We were above expectations on on the corn acres. You know, funds are at, and probably more than likely at this juncture, at record shorts once again. Um, you know, and it's month end, quarter end, weekend, and there was no reason uh, for them to short cover ahead of this, even though we're returning the calendar next week to April first, and you know, all eyes will be on on planting and the weather moving forward. So, you know, to have the knee jerk reaction. And the momentum there to back it to the downside. You made new lows uh, again uh, today. So it's you know it wasn't a, obviously a very very <laughs> good day for the bulls, but um, you know it's one of the reasons why we hedge.
1: Yeah, you talk about that and the reason why we hedge, and it's important to keep that in mind, especially when the atmosphere that we're in right now with will we plant, will we not plant, and other factors that are globally affecting this trade.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, you know, it's, it's really hard to save the beans, for example. It's really hard to reduce your supplies if you're having some trade issues with your largest buyer of China. That has obviously impacted this market um, to a certain extent, you know. But if we start looking at, you know, where are all these acres coming from? there should be no surprise that way that the basis has been for beams in the dakotas especially north dakota that most of those guys given where their cash rents are they're probably going to go to corn and right now that looks like the case because north dakota corn acres from last year looks like they're up a little slightly under almost 30 percent call it 29 percent and you know they're, you know the areas that had you know you take even south dakota i mean they're up 13 percent on acres versus last year so you know they have you know the dakotas increase acres like that now there is some talk i have a lot of customers that have mentioned okay what about prevent plan i, I don't know if we can get quite get ready to you know get in the field when we really want to i, I think it's probably too early to panic on prevent plan or I mean certainly we can have the conversation I think it's a little bit too soon yet although you know with with 92.8 million corn I I do think that at the end of the day given what 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 the Midwest has experienced over the last couple of weeks I do think that that will that that 98.2 figure will come down on the corn because that the survey was not did not really impact um, it was more or less before a lot of the issues that we were dealing with here with the flooding so I, I do think in time that these corn acres do come lower now now with the beans coming in at 84.6 i do think that bean number does increase um and, and that obviously is going to continue to be leaning on the bear side here for the beans but not just the acres probably increasing on the beans but we're also looking at the hog issue that continues to develop and in, in china and you know in that and its aspects of what, what the uh, meal, the soy meal market. I think all in all, uh, you might have uh, another shot on beans, but it's still longer term. I'm looking at the supplies. I'm looking at the potential of increased acres, uh, and it doesn't doesn't feel very good in the in the beans. hell. It doesn't feel very good at all in any of these grains right now.
1: You know, I, I playing the devil's advocate on this. Obviously, we've gotten these numbers in, and we don't know who is going to get in the field when. And there's been a lot of water cooler talk shall we say um darren about while we might have to see a lot of uh, corn acres going way to beans which we don't need more beans looking at this how much as we head into this next report for the gonna see this weighing in i guess is what i'm trying to say on their marketing plans and thoughts
0: well i I think it's you know i think it comes down to I mean, most producers say that's called Nebraska. I mean, most guys won't start going till April 10th or 15th anyway, so we still have time. So, I, I, you know, we're we're continuing to look at the weather, the the forecast, and, and it looks wet, and, and we're already we're dealing with more rain or snow in some cases on top of stuff that's already been saturated to the point where we don't really need any more. So earlier this week it was nice breeze and blowing it was 75 degrees now the forecast is not calling for that in the future so i think it comes down to when can guys get in the field and even do some field work let alone start planning i mean for a lot of guys it's i mean we'd have to have ideal conditions i think for the next 10 days to even think about getting getting some of these wheels turning uh, in certain areas now i know uh, with customers far as along in northwest Missouri, northeast Kansas, they were trying to mud in, if you believe it or not, mud in anhydrous. So I don't know how well that's going to work either. So the, the conditions are far, far from ideal. Funds are leaning extremely short, especially corn. How much more do they want to get short with the uncertainties? Right now, it seems as though they're pretty comfortable where they're at.
1: And it seems like the market's just got a kind of wait and see type of attitude as well. When it comes to planting
0: Yeah and it's You know I keep telling producers You, you got to stay patient to wait for those sales And I know that That is something that when you look at the day's price action It's like well how much more patient Do you want us to be And I know the patience is wearing very very thin uh, With a lot of producers out there I, I, I do think however That you, you you have a few opportunities left or You know in this market uh, You got to think about where the time of year is
1: Stick around, folks. We've got more coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Darren Fessler is joining us with Lakefront Futures as we take a look at the the wheat market. I've had some producers sharing concerns when they look at at wheat from Kansas all the way up to North Dakota. They said there's going to be a lot of issues this year for it, the wheat, what are you hearing?
0: Yeah, it, it, it kind of depends on where you're at. Now, uh, there there is parts of let's take southern Kansas, Oklahoma, northern Texas that are going to get awfully cold this weekend, uh, but they have been trending warmer over the last couple of weeks. But it's it's, it's going to be very very close to freezing in some of these areas from our latest uh, maps that we've have out, and so I, I continue to think that given with what what the price of wheat has done following corn here i still don't want to give up hope on wheat either here now now just speaking with my guys in southwest kansas the wheat has looked okay with plenty of moisture but as far as you 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 get you get to the you know the spring wheat country then now into the dakotas now that's going to be something that might be a little bit of an issue here because they're still dealing with a lot of frost a lot of snow a lot of water in general, and that's where you start talking about that prevent plant. But I still think if we're looking at the spring wheat to the corn, I still think that's why the, the Dakotas were pushing more of that corn acreage.
1: We jump over to what's happening on the livestock side. Yesterday we had the La Quarterly Hogs and Pigs report, and you kind of described it as a quite the interesting type of trade today.
0: Yeah, we opened up uh, softly lower there, and it it didn't take long, and we were sharply lower. Some months, uh, I believe it was October, December, were limit lower. Uh, Found some bids off the limit lows and started trading actually higher throughout the day, and then it came to the end of session, and they started beating it down again. Uh, I, I still think that there is some tremendous concerns about what's going on, in china as mentioned earlier and i don't think that those issues and those headlines are going away anytime soon but i think you look at from a from a positional standpoint and, and how much these hogs have rallied in here at short order it, it's not to be uh, a shocker why if long's here were to take some profit now i think more of a surprise is what's today anyway what's going on in in the feeder cattle market where you had corn down as as hard as it was and and this cattle could not get any type of trade action uh to the upside and i think some of that is what's going on in the fat market too where the fats have really had some nice gains here over the last month or so uh at least least few months actually and then we've started to see some weakness there and i think the feeders have had nothing but uh follow-through price action with what the feed or bats are doing here and it's just a little bit shocking to me that why, why cattle could not get some of a little bit of a, a bump up here when we're, we're still uncertain about some of these these losses uh coming from some of the flooded area but i think also last week's run-up was kind of in a, con, a contributing factor because of the floods now we're just taking some of that premium back off
1: well it just seems like there the correlation isn't there like you would think it would be at this point no the,
0: the correlations not uh, I think the, I think with I think a lot of the issues that are going on in the ag space I'm going to throw the grains and the livestock in this with with it all as a whole here I think a lot of it is uncertainty with China right you know we, we've been said and told they're progressing well it's progressing well and nothing has really developed. Now we're saying, hey, we might get something done in April. Well, we we were supposed to get something done in May and February or March, February, and you know all along the way. So I, I think the market is getting tired of these these headlines. Hey, it's progressing what well. they want something to get done now. Um, it's not. It hasn't really had that big an impact right now on the equity market. I. It, but it's really really impacting the grains, and I think one with with hogs being down as hard as they are, and funds that trade the meats, they could very well be saying, hey, we're selling hogs, we're going to be selling the the, the cattle as well, too. I mean, there could be that type of correlation going on a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's still a tough day uh, across the whole entire ag space.
1: Well, Darren, you look at the way these corn prices, and usually when you see corn prices drop like they do, you see an uptick in the cattle market, and we're not even seeing that in a Friday trade
0: no you're certainly not typically that is the case now if you're one who who just feeds out your cattle i mean and you're looking for to buy in some feed uh, there's probably some opportunities right now that uh, that we can lock in some of those that feed cost so i mean where there's where there's a lot of negativity there's also opportunities and i know today doesn't feel very good across the board i mean But uh, we still got a lot, a lot of time left in the marketing year for a lot of these cattle and obviously the grains.
1: Well, as we look at what's happening in the market and look what happens in the next couple of weeks as we hit the 1st of April, hard to believe on Monday. What is the best way for our producers to get a hold of you, Darren, to be able to talk some more markets and be prepared for the volatility that is yet to come?
0: Yes, they can reach me directly anytime at 402-366-0423 or they can visit our website at lakefrontfutures.com and I'm on all the social medias as well.
1: Yes, don't forget, follow them on Twitter. It always is very interesting. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.